Welcome to Mixing Colors with Ikumi and Joshua. How is everybody doing today? On this podcast, we talk about intercultural relationship, all the ups and downs that comes with it, and immersing yourself into different cultures while traveling around the world. Yes, it's a never-ending pursuit of knowledge and just enjoyment all around, honestly. So this is our third episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Hang in there. We have we have def- technical difficulties at times. You know, the podcast is a new uh, endeavor for us, and we're working through the kinks. At the moment, we are facing pretty crazy world. Yeah, yeah, we are. Glory to Ukraine, first and foremost, just to start that off. Yeah,、um, our heart goes out to all the Ukrainians out there. And also、yeah. Russians too, the people who are not for this crazy tyranny. Yeah, I know. I feel sorry for them too. Many, most Russians we know do not support this war, but yet you know all the sanctions affect them, their daily lives, how they can use their money, or even if they have access to their money. So,、mm. yeah, it's you know everyone's going through it. Pandemics,、mm. war. It's a very hard time in the world. Yes. I hope everybody's safe, and all our friends from both countries be safe somewhere. I actually met two Ukrainians the other day. They were wearing kimono and hanging around by sakura, the cherry blossoms. They were beautiful. I was able to interview them for our YouTube channel. So. Stay tuned for our YouTube channel, Primus Effect, as well. That's cool. That's, you know, you met some Ukrainians in Japan. I am hoping to get to Japan sometime、uh, this month. Hopefully,、Oof. fingers crossed. Hopefully, we finally fingers crossed. Yeah, we fixed. Well, we finished the last part of the document. And that's on the way to me to submit to the embassy here in Georgia and Tbilisi, and then hopefully that process goes fast as well. And then here I come. Yep. Currently, I can see that our document is stuck in China. So hopefully, it'll get to Georgia ASAP. Yeah. You know, you never know. That's one of the things we wanted to talk about today.、Um, It's cool, you know, traveling with your loved one. But sometimes it can be a huge issue if you guys have two different passports. When she left originally to Japan, I could not go because of COVID restrictions, and my passport didn't allow me to enter the country. And it's taken us three months for me to get an approved one-year visa to to even meet up with her. So we haven't seen each other in three months, right? And before that. We had an issue when we first came to Georgia.、Uh, she wasn't allowed to enter because of COVID restrictions.、Um, obviously, normally without COVID, right, it'd be a lot easier. The only really difference without COVID is the length of visas、um, in some countries. I can stay longer than her, or she can stay longer than me. But yeah, there's, there's, that's definitely some complications when you're traveling with someone with a different passport. Well, this difference is. Only because of the politics, right? Like how much your country is supporting the different country financially, or however the way, and that affects too our life 
on our passport and regulations and how long you can stay without visa in certain countries. Yeah, unfortunately, the political climate uh, around the world has gone to a new high and Oof. it affects every aspect of almost every economy and country. It sucks for the regular folk. Regular who? The regular folks, us, the commoners, the common people, oh, the regular right. people, not the politicians who are running around with diplomatic passports that allow them to do whatever they want, the regular people. That's true. Vietnam just announced that Russians and Belarusians can stay in Vietnam uh, without visa because they are, Vietnam is also the socialist. You know, they have connections. They don't allow Ukrainians to stay without visa. So that's, you can see how the politics is working, clearly. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. I know Thailand is allowing both of them to stay and stay at hotels for like $100 a month for Ukrainians and Russians in Thailand. Mm. They're helping them out a lot. And mm. they're allowed to get free 30-day uh, visa extensions for the time being. Mm -hmm. Until further notice. They also need these people for tourism, you know, as long as they stay and they can somehow drop some cash that also, you know, let the Thailand tourism going while, you know, yeah. they just been through the very, uh, you know, tough phase during this COVID time. So, you know, they want to keep people around too. Yeah, but I mean, that's to a certain extent, right? Because most of their their credit cards are 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 cut off because of the sanctions. So mm. it's not even about the money. They don't have the money. They can't they can't access their money. Their flights are getting canceled to go back to Russia. So they're like they're literally stuck. The Thailand government's actually being very accommodating by giving them $100 a month in a hotel plus the food and stuff like that. So I don't think in this particular situation, I think they're just generally helping them out. Okay, that's cool. I know that there are a lot of Russians and Ukrainians currently or being living in Thailand and being part of the economy. So I understand why they want to, you know, let them stay. Because they didn't do anything wrong. That's true. So I feel like we're in a very uh, it, it's it's weird, right? When you when you think about this from a future perspective, right? This what we're going through right now in the world, mm. our kids' kids will be learning about in school. Yeah, this is literally going down in the history books, and it's yeah. very interesting to see to to look at it from that perspective. Um, if you go to what we were learning in school what, about the wars or these certain parts of history, we're, we're in the history book right now. Mm -hmm. It's cray cray. I mean, we have witnessed a few other historical moments while we're, you know, being alive in the last 30 years. Oh, for sure. But I mean, pandemic. Oh, yeah. Pandemic. There's Black been pandemic. many wars, of course. Yeah. Right. But pandemic. Yeah, that's very true. So with all the craziness in the world, it sometimes, you know, there's many people who want to venture out and travel. And um, it can be scary. It seems like it's a scary time, but you should, you know, it's always going to be a scary time. You just have to be, you have to be prepared. You have to do your research and know what's happening around in the world. 
but I'm sure even now it might even feel more scarier for for solo women travelers. And I hear many women with concerns of traveling alone in general, let alone what's happening in the world now. When you first started traveling alone, was it scary or hard for you? It wasn't scary at all. I was just so adventurous, even more than now. <laughs> and I had absolutely no fear. However, I was always precautious about what's surrounding me and where I am. And I needed to be very aware of what's going around. So definitely being a solo female traveler, you needed to you need to be more careful. Mm. Have you ever had like very scary situations because Not, of being a woman or just like it's generally, you know, gonna happen to anybody type of stuff? Well, you know, like if you are on phone, then you look very different, even though, you know, you don't walk around with a map or anything, you know, because I, I live in different places for quite a long time. So I don't just travel or act like tourists, but they still see me very differently. And like there was a dude sit next, sat next to me on a bus and he was like trying to, you know, gradually try to touch me or my, my, my thigh or my leg, but I had to, you know, deal with it. You know, what am I supposed to do? I, I, I could stand up, but it was like completely crowded, packed bus. And I just needed to hang in there and hoping to get to my destination, but I couldn't do anything. I just keep, you know, trying to put his hand away. Mm. You know, there's things like that. Or just sitting in the, in the train and somebody was just staring at me really hard. And I was just very uncomfortable, but I didn't give any signals back to him because I didn't want to do anything to do with it. I just, just walked away. Things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't know. Some people feel scared about it. I didn't. I just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, okay, when you're traveling solo as female, or maybe even if you're not, oh, if you're men, you know, I could give you advice that don't act like you're a tourist, especially when you're alone. Nowadays, you don't have to have a map on in your hand. But back then, when I started traveling, you know, that was not normal to have a map because there was no Google map. So I always yeah. try to keep, you know, read a map, completely understand the neighborhood, put the map in your head and get out. Know the town, read the map, you know where your accommodation is. Don't stay out when it's dark. Wear appropriate attire, you know, don't expose your skin so much. Respect the local culture, you know, depends on where you visit. Pretty simple, yeah. but basic, you know, you just respect the local people too, and the culture. Yeah, I also think anyone that's wants to travel right and they're um nervous if they want to travel alone or should they should they venture out with um a friend or a loved one or something i in my personal opinion and i'm sure you'll agree with me it's you go by yourself first right mm. because you have different experiences when you go with 
a group or you go with your even boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, or anything like that, you don't do the same things, right? You're not going to meet the same amount of people as you would if you were with someone because you All tend right. to stay in your little circle, right? And because that's your comfort zone. But when you're alone, you, you tend to talk to more people because, you know, you want you want some company. Mm -hmm. So you go alone at first because your travel experience will be so much different than if you went with someone else. Exactly. Like be brave to ask the local people instead of searching online. That's going to create so much interaction with with the locals and that's the best way to understand a country or its culture and when you venture out and you're by yourself and you make these friends it's not like and we don't mean like tourist like a, a a vacation right like two weeks we mean like going out for a few months a few years for some people you don't you're not just making you're not just meeting people you're literally world networking right mm. you're making these long-time friends and now what even us right we can call friends from around the world from egypt you know vietnam south africa so many countries that we can call friends that will host us mm. or even like with business things you end up might even end up business partnering with someone you know i started what running an ngo in the philippines all because of some layover in russia you know it's like the opportunities and it's just it, it's just it's crazy it's mind-blowing because none of it's scheduled right it's all random but it's just it's beautiful when you just seeing how things come together when you're traveling and meeting people from around the world that's so true and if you're traveling alone i would highly recommend to use tinder have you used For it sure. before yeah absolutely 100%. in different country which yeah. I, actually I didn't, I personally have not tried, but something similar I've done. Of course you have to be aware and understand the local culture and, you know, make sure you're meeting up with good people. But having a local person to meet up with and have a talk and maybe he or she can take you around the local places. Yeah. Utilize all these apps that is out there in this current world and technology that opens up your opportunities as well. This 21st century, right? Get That's with the so program. Yeah. There's so many apps. And even for some people, like we have some students sometimes, right? Who say that their English isn't so good and that's why they too nervous to leave. Mm -hmm. And honestly, their English isn't fine because I can sit there and have a whole conversation with them, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to have perfect English to venture out into the world. Most countries you're going to go to, English is not even their second language. So their English level is going to be just as on your level. It's the same English, right? And even if it's not, it's 2022. Pull out Google Translate. I can't tell you how many times we've pulled out Google Translate in countries. You know, there's like no language barrier with, with the technology we have these days. That's so true. So get out there, mm -hmm. be brave for yourself, because if you don't, right, we all, life hits us all. We all got to work. Eventually, we're all going to have kids and you do it you can. Even if you have kids, we, we know people who have kids and they're out there living their life, right? Traveling mm -hmm. the world. The world yeah. is too big to stay in your comfort zone. That's right. And I just want to 
let you guys know that we started consulting and giving advice for people who want to live outside of your home country. And a lot of you um, already asked us questions and you know we're getting so many questions all the time so we started online consulting so we can actually meet up online on zoom and we just answer your questions and yeah. you know those people who want to live abroad don't know how much do you have to have a saving what about the medicals what about the insurance how can i find the good you know accommodation for two months or three months uh how about the visa you guys have lots and lots of questions and a lot of things need to be prepared but not the money that you need so much it's the piece of money that you need to relocate so we are supporting these people who want to venture out to the different places and try and stay there for a few months or relocate to different places if you have enough money that you saved or online business or income or whatever you have the retired people as well you know you get the pension from your from your home country that is sometimes enough to live in different country i personally think it's always enough just to where you live exactly right? some people don't even have pension depends on the country so we can't say yeah. all of them. But if you are living in like in America, you're retiring and you know how much pension you're getting and that is too hard to live in United States. But it would be enough, could be enough in different countries. For example, my father's early retirement and right now he's on the island in Thailand, just living his best life, fishing, doing podcasts too, you know, he's just having a good time. I know people who are retired in the US and they make like 4,000, 5,000 a month and they're just getting by. And wow. it's crazy to me because 5,000 a month in Thailand is like, you're literally still saving, you know, you're not even spending your half. your retirement. You're still saving more than half, more I than think half. you'd For be sure. able to. So this, the, so the consultant business is actually, it's more like a, um, a passion project, right? If you see on our YouTube channel, um, we post videos of telling people cost of living in countries. It's because we really want to show people how affordable it is to live in so many countries, right? Because before I left, I didn't know. I've always told it's expensive to travel. It's expensive to do this and that. And yeah, it is if you're doing it a certain way. But there's so many ways where you can do it to not only are you spending less than what you think, but you will probably even be saving money than staying in your same house in the U.S. and going to work every day. Mm -hmm. It's crazy when I learned all of these, the tricks of the trade of traveling and how to do it the right way to where you're not going broke every time you're in a new country. So, yeah, we're very happy to have that and to share that with you guys and to help anyone that's interested in relocating or even getting out for a few months six months to a year if you're going on vacation we're not the ones for you to hit up we're not travel agency you know we if you're going on vacation and you need tips our advice is have a good vacation because that is not enough time to need all the <laughs> tips <laughs> right our tips are for relocating or going on a proper journey yeah 
Yeah, at least for a few months, if you are willing to stay in one country, even though you're relocating within that country, just to get to know the country, you know, that's fine. But traveling is just so humbling. Oh my gosh, it's so humbling in so many ways. It's it, the world is the best classroom. Oh yeah, that for that's sure. all I got to say. It's the best classroom. You know, when you see the things that we complain about or argue about in developed countries, and then you go to a developing country, and some people that you might look at as poor, but they're richer than all of us, right? They're mm -hmm. happy. They eat healthy naturally. There's like multi-million dollar companies in the U.S. that, in my opinion, have have a whole formula of trying to give um, people in developed countries the lifestyle of people in developing countries, right? That's right. Like they're sitting there and going these healthy diet plans and all of this. These people eat healthier every day. They don't even know what a diet plan is because mm. they're eating healthy. You know, so many countries you go, they don't even have fridges. Everything they eat is fresh all week. They go and get it. It's fresh, fresh vegetables, fresh everything. It's crazy to me when I see that, that developed countries are actually forming business about how developing countries' lifestyles are, and they don't even see it. I can't believe you guys used to eat, you used to eat like frozen peas and corns and spinach and broccolis and all that. You can just get it right Market. Yeah, I know. It's so funny when I think back, back at that, right? Go I got to the wet market, now, you know? That I got friends now that if I bring up some canned vegetables, they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, they don't even know what canned vegetables are because everything they have is fresh and bought weekly. Mm. And talking about like fresh vegetables and all that, just go to the wet market, you know, local farmer's market. Don't go to like major supermarket to buy everything with a credit card because that allows you to communicate with local people too and get familiar with the prices also living with the fresh vegetables and other grocery shopping it's always good with a wet market you know it also becomes seeing all this different ways of life and stuff like that i don't know about you because i know you've been traveling around the world for a long time I never left to 29, so I viewed myself, I was very, quite materialistic in, when I was in the U.S. Mm. And over the years of being out, I, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing how much I've realized that all of the materialistic things that I cared about so much mean absolutely nothing, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, you become so much less materialistic when you're living out of a backpack and a duffel bag for four years. Yeah, look at us. We are literally wearing exactly the same jacket that we bought at the end of our Sri Lanka trip. And That's true. <laughs> we wear this almost every day for a year now. <laughs> we don't need anything else, you know? You don't need anything else. You know, and I think that's why it becomes less expensive when you're out and you're traveling, right? Because you're less materialistic, so you're not buying all these clothes or shoes and stuff that you would buy in your states. You're not buying a car and worrying about car payments and all of these things. You're only hiring a taxi when you need it, or if you're in an affordable country, you just you rent a, a vehicle that's super cheap, you know? And it's like, so you're not just saving money because you're in an affordable country 
country it's because the lifestyle change it doesn't require at least half of the stuff that you were paying for in the u.s like a cell phone bill could be 80 120 dollars but out of the country it's like 10 15 bucks a month so it's like everything changes that's right like if you are staying in one place for so long then you're always meeting with the same people you want to wear different clothes you want to have different bags shoes cars whatever because you know you kind of want to show your status or maybe you are in that kind of society or mindset and you always want to get a new stuff but if you relocate every once in a while every people you meet is new so they don't know what kind of shoes you always had or what you wear always it doesn't matter because every people you meet is new nobody cares yeah it's it's refreshing right no one really cares at all and, and if you own, meet other travelers they're the same so they yeah, get it the <laughs> and owning less things like you don't own a house you don't own a car you don't own whatever and you don't need to pay the insurance you don't need to pay the mortgage you don't need to like there are a lot of things you can avoid if you are on the road of course you have to pay you know to get to next place and stuff but comparing what you are paying right now on insurance that you never know when you're going to use it that's a lot you can save if you don't own things again it's a classroom so you're learning all the time right every single culture you're in you're just learning something new a different way of life different people different everything it it's it, it and when we speak about terms and people talk about how can we how in the world can we get rid of racism in the world by everyone traveling that's how mm -hmm. you get rid of racism you go to countries that you had a stereotype against and you see how they live talk to them and you go to countries you need you never even thought you would go that's the way to get rid of racism is by everyone in the world traveling i can't agree more that's the only way and also mixing colors yeah mixing colors 100 percent cultural kids will solve this problem and Spit we them need out. to get around we need more of them well thanks everybody for listening this was our third episode we talked about war culture solo traveling. traveling yeah different passports world networking being open-minded to uh shaking up your world and putting yourself in a unknowingly new culture and country and see what happens. And we promise you, you won't regret it. That's right. So this is it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to stay tuned with us and keep up with our adventures on Primus Effect YouTube. And we're again, we're working out the kinks. So we're making sure to drop an episode every week. We've been having some issues with that. But for you guys, we're going to work hard to make sure we, we get this down right. Yeah. Stay tuned. And we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.